What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Get Certified Together program is created by Technocofe, your free online knowledge-sharing website based out in London. We have responsibility if something goes wrong with the data itself. So we have to take into consideration all these aspects. So besides discussing about the five life cycle phases, we have to understand other aspects as well when we talk about climate security. But before we move into that, let us discuss about the phases itself. So first phase is creation. Creation is nothing but creation of new data. Data can be created by uh, by anything you want. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Get Certified Together series. This is episode number 26. I am recording today and I know I am recording it after a gap of two weeks. I was planning to release a short episode in last week to let you guys know that what kind of... I won't be recording a good informatory episodes for a couple of weeks because I am busy in in some of the things in my personal life but i have a good reason for that because i joined a new organization and of course initially you have to do a lot of things you have those initial onboarding trainings you have those uh, uh, those introductory sessions with all of the team members and of course the kind of uh, goals which has been set for you when you join a new organization what kind of things i was i was busy looking everything related to that organization and what are the things which are expected for me and, and this, uh, the kind of work which I am doing is, uh, is of course related to cloud and digital transformation again with security. So, so a lot of things are, were happening and I was, and I was completely saturated and I was not having even half an hour to, to find something to share with you guys. So, so I thought of giving some time and maybe come up with something new in the next week episode and which which is today. So even today, I had not prepared many things, but of course, uh, I don't want to give a gap of good two weeks uh, with the kind of things which we are covering in CCSP. So I thought of uh, at least covering one topic today and kickstarting the domain to cloud data security, which gives, which will actually help us in keep continuing our journey because uh, I don't want to have a big gap while I'm studying for something new. So domain one we have already covered and by now by far we are having a good idea about cloud computing concepts and what are the basic considerations related to security when we talk about cloud computing different type of service model different type of cloud deployment models in the end of domain one we have also got a good understanding of uh, different type of compliance and different type of uh, regulatories frameworks which are there and which any organization is following they have to follow these days because otherwise you won't get business it, it is as simple as that so we have covered all of them in domain one and domain two i told you guys that it will be about cloud data security and i think it is good time that we should start talking about data and what what kind of role it plays in terms of in terms of this new type of 
deployment where some workloads are running on cloud, some workloads are running on on-premise. Some of the information which you are getting from your customers is regulated by that particular country to be kept in the same region or same same uh, geographical area itself. So a lot of new things are happening and how, how we can actually manage that data, how we can ensure that the privacy, the confidentiality of, of that data is secure is a big topic these days when we talk about cloud computing and cloud-based deployment models. So that's why cloud data security is a whole domain itself in CCSP as well, because uh, you can understand the criticality of this topic and why it is important for us to understand in deep down what role data plays and what kind of challenges it have when we talk about securing that information, securing that data. All right, so I think it's a good introduction for domain two and so I can cover a few topics today. So again, I want to let you guys know that I am speaking without any transcripts today because I don't really had time to do anything on the podcast for past two weeks and it is my bad, but yeah, somehow you need to manage. Anyways, uh, so let's begin today's topic without wasting any time. And uh, I'll try to cover some information related to cloud data lifecycle phases. We have covered some of the key concepts related to cloud data lifecycle phases in domain one itself. If you recall the five lifecycle phases in this particular domain, in this particular subtopic of this domain, we will be getting more information or we will be understanding in more detail about the data lifecycle phases. Okay, so before moving into today's episode, let us have a quick short break for the advertisements. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. All right, let's start with today's episode now. So like I told you, data plays an important role in considering cloud security. When you're planning about cloud, you're securing your applications. You have to make sure that the data which is stored on that application is secure as well. And problem is not about uh, only about keeping your data safe. Problem is that data these days can be coming from X number of sources. Like for example, we all are working from home and uh, we are updating our information. We are doing some project work, everyone working from their home and we all are sending information from our personal laptop to my to our organization's database. And that's a one basic example. Same goes for banking. We all access our banking information. We all do day-to-day transactions, sometimes with our mobile phones, sometimes with our iPads, sometimes with our laptops. And it's another another one good example, how many, how many sources are there these days which are sending new information, new data onto the cloud. And that's why from the cloud service provider perspective, as well as the cloud user's perspective, it's a big headache how, how and when and why to plan cloud data security, why it is important and why you should know about it. And when we talk about cloud data lifecycle or different phases of cloud, we have already covered the five different lifecycle phases. But we also need to understand that beside those five phases, we have to think and we have to understand it clearly that from which location or from which devices data is coming. If required, who can access that data? Who can have 
uh, have admin rights to do any changes in the data, who can have read-only rights to read that data only. And of course, different type of stakeholders and different type of controllers who will be managing and who will be who will be held responsible if something goes wrong with the data itself. So we have to take in consideration all these aspects. So besides discussing about the five life cycle phases, we have to understand other aspects as well when we talk about client data security. But before we move into that, let us discuss about the phases itself. So first phase is creation. Creation is nothing but creation of new data. Data can be created by, uh, by anything. You are doing some transaction, you are creating one data entry into your banking statement. If you are uploading your pictures on Instagram, you are creating a data entry. If you are working for an organization, then any kind of day-to-day -day work that you are doing is creating a data for that organization. So there can be a number of ways in which a data can be created. And of course, it can be created from another n number of sources. So that's another key thing when we talk about creation of data itself. Once data is created, we need to think about storing that data. How and where this data will be stored? Who can who can actually transfer that data to a storage point? What kind of solutions will be using to, to store that information, to store that data? Who will be having access to it? Who, whether this data will be encrypted or uh, whether what kind of algorithms it will be using to encrypt? And of course, who can access this data? What some kind of logging and monitoring system should be in place as well whenever we talk about cloud storage? And just another thing, and cloud storage itself, which type of solution we are using? Are we using the cloud-based storage by AWS, object storage? Are we using Azure blob storage? There are a lot of solutions in the market and we have to think about everything when we talk about data storage. Besides data storage, we have to think about another phase of the life cycle, which is usage of data because data is stored in one place doesn't mean that it's of no use. It's just lying there for to be kept as it is forever and ever. It's not like that. Data is being created, someone is storing it, but after storage, someone will be using it as well. Like for example, if you are doing day-to-day -day banking transactions and that banking transaction is creating a data entry on your behalf in the companies, in, the, in your banking infrastructure system, someone will be processing that data as well. You will be getting a banking statements regularly. If your bank want to verify the number of transactions for all their consumers, they will be again doing some analytics on their data. Same goes for if you are storing some information, if you are storing any any files or any photographs or musics on, on OneDrive or on Gmail or Google Drive, then you will be using that data as well, right? You will be opening that file now and then you will be modifying a few informations now and then. So that's basically using your data. That's basically how and when someone is using the data, who are the people who, are, who have access to your information and they can do whatever they want to do on that data itself. And data in use is actually most vulnerable because when we are using some information, when we are using any data stored, then ultimately we are accessing that information, we are accessing that data. So beside access control, we have to make sure that if I'm downloading some stuff from internet, if I'm downloading some stuff from my OneDrive, essentially I am moving that information from OneDrive cloud managed by Microsoft to my local laptop, to my local system, and data is in transit. So data in transit means it is going all over the internet and I have to make sure that that data is encrypted even when it is moving, right? 
So that's one of the key consideration as well. So data in use is very important and we have to understand that data in use is a key component of cloud data lifecycle. Now, beside usage, I don't recall that we have discussed about sharing before in our domain one discussion, but sharing is another key concept when we talk about cloud data lifecycle. So sharing essentially means that you are sharing the information, you are sharing the data with maybe third party vendors, maybe another organization which want to take care of your data or or if you are if you are a company who have created one database or who have created accumulated one data and you don't have your own team to do the analytics on it you don't have your own team to manage that information then you will be sending it over to a, a contractor or a vendor to do it on your behalf so it's like you're sharing your information you're sharing your data to the another vendor so that that scenario is a bit different than normal usage in this case you are actually giving rights to the information or giving access to the data to another person or another entity another organization so data sharing is another key concept of cloud data lifecycle once data has been used processed shared everything is been done on that we need to think about keeping that data for some time as well right after all means you will not always be deleting when your data is no more required you might have to store it for some duration of time in case it is again required by compliance authorities in case it is again required by government rule like for example cds or the the call data records our telecom companies are creating on behalf of us whenever we call someone in those cds cannot be deleted right away whenever we switch off the phone or whenever we disconnect the call it doesn't mean our cds are gone because of government regulations in different countries it may vary from from country to country but there are regulations that you need to keep those cds for some duration of time maybe for one year maybe for two years maybe for six months because of government regulations and the company who is generating that data who is using that data have to make sure that they are archiving it as well in a safe place in a proper place and of course behind the walls and secured so archiving is again very important and last but not least destroying of data so Destro data destruction, we have covered this topic a lot of time. How we can make sure that data is erased when it's no more in use. How we can make sure that no one can retrieve the information when we remove it, when we delete it from our system. No one will be able to access it again. So data destruction is also a critical concept in cloud data lifecycle phases. It is, of course, the last phase because once destroyed, you as you are actually moving into the cycle again, you will be creating the new set of data. So destruction is the last phase, but you need to make sure that the data destroyed is unretrievable and no one can access it again. So beside cloud data lifecycle phases, location or the source of data is very important. Why it is important? More in cloud system or cloud-based deployment models because cloud is geographically located and you can access your data from anywhere. That's one of the key characteristics, if you recall, from from our domain one that one of the key characteristic of cloud computing is broad network access you can access the information from anywhere so location of the data is very important you should know as a as a data owner or as a data controller you should know when when and from where the data is coming to your system and whether someone is generating it or sending it from inside your organization or inside the enterprise or someone is sending it from outside the enterprise and which different systems were actually used while that data is generated and sent to your system so for example if uh, if someone is creating a data locally in a different geographical location and then it is sending it over to your organization then it might be using different storage devices or different storage solutions in between it's not like everyone have access to your storage drives directly 
So your data can be can be transferred across to a multiple hops and those different hops or those different cloud storage solution or even on-prem storage solution, you should be aware of where that data is located, who created it at the first place is very important when you want to discuss about cloud data security. When, when we discuss about the location of the data, it also helps us in determining who are the different actors or who are the different stakeholders involved in generation of that data or managing that data as well. So that's why it is important to understand the, the requirement, why this data was generated, who can manage that data, who can control that data. So if I want to tie it together, then generation of data and location of data, including the stakeholders of the data who can manage and who can control that data information is important to understand. And it also helps us in deciding what kind of solution we should be using to make sure that data is always secure. So for example, we might be using, there are a lot of uh, DLP or data loss prevention system, which are in place and you can even buy those system, you can even buy those, uh, those third party solutions as well. Everything you can only determine only when you know the source of your data, only when you know the, the people or the organizations which are responsible for keeping your data secure. Another key concept related to data is data classification. So it is very important that you as an organization or you as a cloud security architect or a cloud architect as well, you should be able to classify different level of information. Not everything is important. Not everything is vital for your organization. You need to make sure that you're only securing that piece of information, which is most confidential, which you cannot lose at any cost. So data classification is also very important. Now we know that beside data lifecycle phases, three more concepts are quite important when we talk about data, which is location of your information, who are the stakeholders who can manage that information or who can change or modify that information and what kind of data it is actually, what is the classification of that data, what kind of tagging it have to make sure that you can plan your solution, you can plan your data security policies according to all these considerations. And that's why it's important to understand the cloud data concept related to data lifecycle and different concepts related to how and when and what kind of information is stored, who is generating the information, from where it is generated and who can actually process the information. So it is very important to understand data lifecycle phases, stakeholders of the data and location of the data. Well, I know this is a short episode today and I was actually, to be honest, I, well, I wanted to cover a lot of things, but uh, I am not getting a lot of time. But yeah, I wanted to share with you another information. It is not related to data security, but one of the key concepts which I was working these days and I I encountered it and I thought of sharing with you guys, which is AWS Control Tower. So AWS Control Tower is a completely new solution, not completely new, I think it's two year old now one and a half or two but not use that much it is a very good solution if you have enough if in your organization you want to you want to create a central control from which you can manage your all sso accounts from the identity center and you can use this aws control tower to to ensure that you can provide a self-service portal to the end users in your internal organization so this is something which i am working upon I was not aware of it while I was working upon, I came to know about it and I thought, okay, maybe I can share it with you as well. So if you are working in in uh, any organization where you have AWS, then 
And if you are not using this, then for sure you can go and check out this capability, AWS Control Tower. Also, I am learning these days about CloudFormation because I always used to uh, use Terraform for any kind of enterprise code. And now I slowly realize that some of the AWS relevant things or some of the AWS relevant configurations cannot be really, really done that efficiently with, with Terraform because maybe modules are not there or maybe you won't find proper references or you cannot give the parameters call from from the Terraform module. I don't know if you can give, but so far I haven't seen it. So I'm trying to learn cloud formation these days as well. So this is the these are the two things which I'm working upon besides CCSP. And if you guys have anything related to that and if you guys uh, want to know what kind of things I'm doing these days, then I just wanted to let you know that uh, besides CCSP, I'm learning CloudFormation and, and AWS Control Tower. So you guys can check out about that as well, about these two solutions. Of course, if something new comes up while well, I'm learning about that myself, then I'll share with you guys as well. All right, that's all for this week's episode. I will be coming with some more information next time. I, but I'll try to get more information next time. I'll try to cover at least two subtopics in the next week episode. So next week episode, I'll be covering design and implementing cloud data storage architecture, different type of storage types, and of course, threats to those storage types. And I'll try to cover design and apply data security technologies and strategies. So it will be discussing about DLPs, encryption, TMS, hashing, a lot of things, a lot of new stuff. And all these terminologies you're going to hear day to day when you're talking about cloud, cloud security, these are the key things which are happening these days so i'll try to cover a lot of information as we're moving on and like i told you before now is the time when we will be covering the actual technical concepts related to cloud security so make sure you guys don't miss the episodes and i will also make sure that i don't miss the recording of the new episodes so it's a two-way process and of course we can work together all right have a good day and enjoy goodbye and good luck thank you for listening to get certified together if you loved our content, then please like and subscribe from your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss the notification for our next episodes and announcements.